0: You're listening to Current Thought, Con Edison's newest podcast, providing a first look at the cutting edge ideas, innovations, and technology that enable us to be an energy industry leader. Current Thought is the companion podcast to Con Edison's Plugged In.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Korblis. Did you know that Con Edison is the second largest renewable energy producer in North America? And in New York, our customers currently generate more solar power than most solar farms plan to help New York reach its clean energy goals. Our customers have installed solar arrays on their roofs, parking structures, backyards, and practically anywhere there's a flat surface. But what about all those customers who don't have the space to install solar panels? Our guest today, Con Edison's Frank Dougherty, is keeping his eye on a new technology that may make solar generation possible where only vertical space is available. Welcome, Frank. Let's start from the beginning. Why is solar power important to Con Edison and our customers?
0: Energy matters. All energy sources have impact on our environment. Wind, solar, geothermal, hydroelectric, And even energy efficiency are real and vital lifelines to sustainability.
1: What is this new vertical solar technology, and why has it captured your attention?
0: Well, I love to read, and the image of a glass wall skyscraper next to a solar headline caught my eye. I like solar panels as a passive renewable energy resource. No moving parts. And solar panels and their installation are now price competitive with other energy sources. What's not to like? I subscribe to community solar right where I live in Yorktown Heights, but our city skyline shows a relative scarceness of roof space for solar, especially relative to the height of those skyscrapers. Skyscrap- I've long wished for a system that could be part of the outer skin of buildings. It would be a fantastic fit for New York and for Con Edison. Frank, how does this technology work? Well, most large buildings have glass facades, especially in New York City and And they have a mirror-like coating on them and that diverts some of the energy including the the visible and infrared light. Uh, The coating on the windows reduces the heat and brightness inside the building. Rather than throwing that away, transparent solar panels could convert that energy and reduce the energy that the building needs from Con Edison. The new material is made up of a mix of organic common carbon-based molecules, which are engineered to absorb near-infrared light and are mostly transparent to visible light. The near-infrared is the invisible part of the spectrum responsible for most of the energy in sunlight. Now this new material is, is still being developed and it's, they're trying to balance multiple trade-offs. They've got to get, they've got to absorb that portion of the spectrum that uh, they don't want in the buildings. Uh, It's got to produce useful voltage and current so that it can be used in the building. And it's got to be color neutral. It's got to be able to give a pleasant view of the outside to the workers inside.
1: So the window has to be functional now and also harness sun's energy and convert that energy into electricity for use in that particular room or throughout the building, which would it be, or both?
0: It would be both. It remains really to be, shall I say, um, worked out. Every building has windows, but those buildings do not have electrical wires that connect to the windows. So that when that is done in the building, uh, that design would include whether it's used locally right there in that room or on that floor, or whether it's concentrated, and then sent out again. Kind of like uh, how you use solar in your house. A house might have 30, 40, 50 solar panels on the roof and you don't wire all those panels individually to each appliance in the house. You concentrate the energy and uh, in this case, convert it from DC to AC and connect it to the electric system in the house.
1: So. What are the key indicators? What, what should we look for to see when this technology is ready to come to the marketplace or, or for commercial use?
0: Well, this is this is being developed in several countries and by several major developers, and there have been very limited demonstration applications of it, but none of them are uh, commercial ready. This is not this is not really a consumer product. It's not something that I would expect you can go into your Home Depot and buy and install yourself. So I would say you'd be watching the uh, publications coming from, well, NYSERDA, for example, here right here in New York State, or the, the Department of Energy, or some announcements in architectural and trade magazines for, you know, major buildings, because that's really where I think this will appear first.
1: Potentially, the first benefit would be to new construction, and then perhaps um, as the technology advances, it would be retrofitted on older buildings?
0: Well, I, I, it's a race. Um, new construction are um, really driven right now by a lot of the the energy efficiency requirements of local governments and even national government to a, a, some, a certain extent. In addition, as we see in New York and in New York City, Requirements are being made for the larger buildings to reduce their carbon footprint. And uh, this could very well be a major driver for the application of this technology inside a building. Now, because of all the wiring changes, you know, it would, it implies that you need a lot of wiring in the building. And uh, that's, that would be a big cost. But when you take into account the reconstruction of four in place, for example, where we had to uh, comply with the local law for fire protection and install sprinkler systems, that required Con Edison to reconstruct all of the floors. if it had if we were doing the windows at the same time, it would have not been a major reconstruction cost. It would have been incidental, if you will, to the project. so i would I would expect just that there would be buildings that are still, on the path to doing some reconstruction, and uh, this could be included in that. This is a technical challenge, but to me, it's a high-value target in New York City and in other major cities. This may be a better solution. And as far as I'm concerned, transparent solar window panes and skylights and building facades are much more attractive than traditional solar panels wherever you put them there's a lot of work to be done to get this material to be long lasting and, and, and be commercially producible. And of course, you have to invest in it when you're reconfiguring the windows in your building.
1: If you had to take a guess, how long do you think before this technology is ready, at least to come to the market, perhaps in a pilot? program or to get more commercially ready to to be more interesting to us.
0: Well, I'd guess the pilot program could be 3 to 5 years and commercial availability would would follow that it's with with supporting funding from the federal government and I think that would be justifiable because this is one of the few ways major cities would be able to get a leg up towards mandates at, at the federal level and at the state level, um, you know, I think the, the first commercial application could be five to 10 years from now. Success there means it would be rolled out and limited only by, you know, the marketplace, uh, the factories producing it, the price they can get for it, and uh, the proof that it works.
1: Frank? Might this technology be applied to landmark buildings in New York? It will work on a
0: landmark building, especially if you're you're gutting it and reconstructing it, provided, you know, you can comply with the landmark requirements. And having a glass panel window, this is another glass panel. Now, the details of what the window looks like and whether that conforms to the landmark status, I mean, that's a you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder issue that has, that gets debated in all of the the business districts and community districts and, and uh, landmark preservation commissions. But realistically, I mean, th- there's got to be a way to make it work.
1: Con Edison is committed to reaching 100% renewable energy by 2040. A big thank you to Current Thought's guest today, Frank Doherty, for sharing his insights on this technology. And thanks to you, our audience, for joining. We'll see you in the future.
0: If you have a technology idea, a comment, or a question, send us an email to podcast at coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to follow us on all our social media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Our handle is at Con Edison. Make sure to use our hashtag, hashtag currentthought.